Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Brooke Forey. And I'm Amanda Jefferson. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, real-life experiences, and fails of trying to be good enough-ish at everything we juggle in life. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I co-own Curious & Company Creative, a branding design firm, and I created the Balance Bound Planner that helps you get organized and prioritize self-care. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish, and you can find the show notes over at goodenoughish.com. If you have questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498. So let's start the show. Let's do it. Hello, Brooke. Hello, Amanda. (laughs) How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing well. Good. How's things going as we're getting into this fall-ish time? It's not quite fall yet, but I'm feeling a little bit shot out of a cannon, to be honest with you. Yeah. I'm excited for this conversation because... You know, I made the really great decision to take off a lot of time in August. Yeah. But I think what that's done is it's really compressed my September and October. Yeah. Where I'm and my calendar feels like Swiss cheese and I'm mm. just trying to squeeze things into the holes. Oh wow. Never heard that. Uh <laughs> yeah. Um What's that? Not an analogy. Metaphor. Uh, metaphor. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I forget words. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Swiss cheese. And I'm, in theory, a productivity expert. Yes. And I do think of myself as my own little Petri dish. Okay. So this is an excellent opportunity for me to think about, because my whole, you know, my whole mission is really to help women, busy women, people, simplify their lives. And I need a little bit of my own medicine right now. Yeah. I was going to say, are you taking your own advice? So how are you doing? You know, we were talking about it. We as moms think of this as sort of back to school time, but really for anybody, fall is just kind of a transition. We're stepping back from the summer, especially here in the mid-Atlantic. Activities really ramp up in September, October because organizations are trying to cram all their events in before the weather gets dicey and before the holidays. So I feel like all anybody says in September and October is before the holidays, before the holidays, it's like this mad dash. You're like, hold on, it's not even Halloween yet. Let me catch my breath here. How are you doing? Um, yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, busy. I feel rejuvenated by it because, as we've talked about, community is one of my personal values. Mm -hmm. And I feel very reconnected to our community once the kids are back in school and we're seeing, you know, other neighborhood friends on the walk to school each morning. And the weather's a little nicer to plan an impromptu dinner outside somewhere. And Graham's playing fall baseball. And so, like, I feel rejuvenated by um, the community that maybe in August slows down a lot because people are on vacation and we weren't doing as many camps and some days were just too hot to really do much and enjoy the outdoors. So I'm feeling a combination of like really refreshed with the return to some some structure and some more busyness. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Structure, huge. But also... 
need to remind myself to slow my roll and make sure that I'm still allowing some margin and some time for fun, scheduling fun, which I know that doesn't sound very fun, but it's like just putting things on my calendar that I know are going to get me away from my desk, away from my house, experience new things, or just reconnect with people. I really need to make sure I'm, I'm still making that a priority and I don't get too caught up in the busyness of this season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In my um, old work at a nonprofit organization, we used to talk about, you're using the word margin. We used to talk a lot about slack, mm -hmm. just letting there be some wiggle room, some cushion. You know, I talked in a recent episode about, you know, having to take the cat to urgent care and things like that, like making sure that when things like that come up, you're not, you know, hair on fire trying to figure out how to squeeze all of that kind of stuff in. Yeah. Um. This is, these are great opportunities to think about all those tools that we've talked about before, like the FOCUS acronym. I listened to um, the Lazy Genius podcast mm -hmm. recently, which I hadn't really listened to a lot before, but she, her, what she teaches is so similar to what we talk about, which is finding the minimum effective dose and prioritizing. But she had, I want to share it in the show notes. She has a really great exercise and her episodes are like 25 minutes long and she has a really great exercise right now where she's encouraging people to literally look at only September and October mm -hmm. and define what your true priority, like not Ooh, priorities. Ooh. Oh, I have some well, trouble narrowing things down. Right. Yeah. What your true priority is. Okay. And then very similar to this focus acronym that we've talked about, which is the finish it, outsource it, cut it, uncomplicate it, scooch it. Mm -hmm. She talks a lot about letting it go. Mm. So either letting it go and not doing something at all, letting it go for now and doing it later, letting it go in the sense of giving it to somebody else to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. Like I'm trying to walk the fine line. I, I want to be the Goldilocks of margin. Like mm -hmm. I feel like in the summer we had a little too much there mm -hmm. that we were feeling bored or just um, not there's a word I'm looking for. But like, it's like uh, not wayward, but like without. <laughs> I'm I've got a boat metaphor okay. going in my head where okay. it's just like directionless. Okay, yeah. yeah. I don't. I I thrive on a very specific amount of structure, and it's like I don't want to overbook myself or be so busy that I'm exhausted. Like things kind of start to feel at the beginning of the school year when we're adapting to some of the new routines and activities. Yeah. But I don't want to get to a point where we have nothing planned or no structure or yeah. nothing to look forward to. Yes. But then I'm like, yeah. So I'm looking for that perfect Goldilocks. Like, let's let's find the the perfect amount of activity and engagement and still have that room left over for spontaneity and fun. Mm -hmm. um, so our friend Jeannie, who has, um, who runs Color Guru, or I mm -hmm. guess she is the Color Guru. Mm -hmm. Can we call her that? Um, you know, we had that brunch on the calendar. I think initially when we had scheduled it, it was supposed to be over the summer. And then I realized I had a conflict and we all mm -hmm. said, yeah, you know what? We scooched it. We scooched it. And even when we ended up having the brunch last week, it was you know, the first week back to school for my kids. And it was an incredibly busy week because I felt like I was playing catch up, but I refused to cancel. I was like, no, I really want to go. 
and we had such a lovely time. And it did mean that I had to play a little bit of catch up with a few of the deadlines that I had looming, but I got so much out of that day. It was so invigorating. It was so invigorating just on a business level and a personal level. Like you and Jeannie and I, we all just, we we have a lot of- similar businesses. Yes. uh, Business clients that we work with. Right. And And similar kind of struggles and things. You know, Jeannie gave us some great advice for SEO, for our websites and things like that. So I- gained so much from it. SEO is search engine optimization yes, for all of you people that don't, don't need to know. think about what the heck that is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but even recently, like, I try to really schedule, I love to schedule coffee dates because I think it's one of those things that it doesn't have to take a lot of time. You know, I've talked about this just in terms of uh, connecting with a new friend. A coffee yes. date is a very low-pressure way to connect with someone. For me, it's also a low time invest a small time investment way to um feel reconnected with people and my community again yeah. and so even on those days that I feel super busy I still try to keep any of those coffee dates that were previously scheduled and recently had a coffee date with um some other moms in the neighborhood that we all got together at the beginning of the school year And one of my friends, you know, she doesn't work for herself. She works for someone else. And she made time that day to come to coffee with us. And it's not something she does regularly. And she texted me later and said, you know, I don't think I realized how much that personal connection was something I needed. Yeah. So for me, um, it's really, really important that I continue to maintain those, even in these busier times. And I think I also have to remember to keep up with them in the times that don't feel as busy. Yeah, because Um, then you are sort of structureless and you do need those things to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think sometimes for me what works in these busy times too is a little bit of spontaneity Mm -hmm. because like, so for example, and I'm getting much better too at when I think of a friend texting them in that moment, mm-hmm. I have a friend who she, she was sort of a men. She was very much a mentor to me when I worked in the nonprofit space in Philadelphia. And when I left that job in Philadelphia and then the pandemic hit, we just lost touch and she's experienced loss in her life and I've experienced loss in my life. And she's somebody that, that means a lot to me. And I think about her all the time, but I never reach out. But the other day I thought about her and so I texted her I and I just sort of, and I feel like in some ways, maybe it's my fault a little bit that we've dropped off. So I just sort of said, I, I feel bad that we haven't talked in a really long time and it's I really not, miss yeah, you. You're not at fault. And she wrote back right away and said, when are you going to be in the city again? When can I see you? And so it turns out I have a client in the city on Wednesday and I'm just going to go over to her house in the afternoon and have like some tea and cookies and catch up with her. And I'm really looking forward to that. And is it a very busy week? Yes. Mm -hmm. Am I going to get so much out of seeing this friend? Yes. Mm -hmm. So, um, I'm, so sometimes, that spontaneity of just, what are you doing in two days? Mm-hmm. What are you doing tomorrow? I'm mm-hmm. thinking about you. Yeah. Something else I want to workshop, Brooke, Rent, okay. the musical. Mm-hmm. This is an example. Okay. okay let's talk about let's this. Let's talk about it. So I was driving through media the other day, and I noticed that Rent, the musical, is coming to the media theater. It is. I love Rent, the mm-hmm. musical. Megan's getting a lot of shout-outs in the podcast lately. But Megan, my college roomie, her and I saw Rent in person either once or twice. Anywho, 
So I texted you and Megan and said, Rent is coming to media. Let's see it. And you thought another one of your friend might be interested. So I created a doodle. And I'm looking at the doodle last night. And it turns out, so a doodle, for those of you that don't know, is a lovely little tool where you can put in a whole bunch of dates. So I went to the Rent musical, you know, show schedule. I looked at my calendar to see which shows would work for me. I put those shows in and then Brooke and her friend and Megan can all go in, and that way we can see which show would work for all of us. When I looked at the calendar last night, I had a it-should-be-fine moment, Brooke. It should be fine. Because the only date so far that's working for all of us is the night before we have um, friends coming to stay with us for a solid week. Mm. They're coming from Chile to visit and stay with us for a solid week. So I had this, like, it should be fine. Do I want to go to rent? the musical from 7 to 9 p.m. the night before I'm having international visitors for a week. Mm. Is that a case where I should, it's important to schedule fun and I really don't want to miss this, or is it I'm trying to pack too much in? Yeah. What do you it's think? It's tricky. Um, I mean, I think you are pretty on top of keeping your house like guest ready. Mm-hmm. So it feels like we could buy those tickets. And as long as you know ahead of time that mm-hmm. like the guest, the final guest prep needs to be done before we, you know, do dinner and a show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's doable. But if you're dreading it that day, you know, that is no fun. So listen, we can, re- I can look at the dates again. I thought that there was a couple dates that worked for everyone, but maybe I'm wrong. Um well, I think I thought that they, I didn't know they were staying for a full mm, week. Gotcha. So the following weekend, I had said that those were good, but in fact, no, they not. will be here. Okay. Yes, I know. Okay. So that's an example, right? It's something that I'm really looking forward to. It's something that I'd really like to do. Um, but at the same time, you know, I think my gut is telling me to do it. Yeah. Because I think it would be lovely to have a little me time, a little dinner and a show before I'm hosting for a week. That's true. You know? That's true. And you don't have to, ooh, here's here's a plus. If we do dinner and a show, you're not cooking that night, so you're not dirtying dishes that have yes. to get what I mean, not that that's a huge deal. Right. The rest of your family might still have to eat. <laughs> but, <laughs> Details. <laughs> also, these friends, as I think about it more, they're very close friends. Yeah. And they're the type that, you know, my house could be in whatever state right. it's in, and they're going to be thrilled to be here. They're not expecting perfection Correct. if they're close friends. Correct. Yeah. I mean, nobody should expect for perfection if you're staying right. in someone's home. But yeah, I think it will be fine. But if we need to reevaluate the dates, we can. Okay. Because I don't want you to be overwhelmed. Okay. Um, something else I was going to mention is that I've never actually done this specifically, um, but this was an idea that I picked up from a fellow entrepreneur um, I'm not going to name her because I think she ran into some bad press a couple of years ago and kind of has fallen off social media. So that's kind of beside the point. Okay. Right. Um, it's a little but, juicy. I kind of want the name during okay, the break. Maybe. All right. Um, but she was someone that had a standing fun date. I think it was like every Wednesday afternoon. Mm. Every Wednesday afternoon. That's she... a lot of fun for somebody like me. Yeah. <laughs> It's like more fun than I can handle. What? Oh, too much fun? Like I'm not used to having that much fun weekly. Yeah. Okay. Keep going. (laughs) But it was like every, so say it was Wednesday at three o'clock. She would cut out of work a little early on Wednesday. You know, that might not be an option for everyone, but she would, Wednesday was her fun day. She would go to a museum. She would go see a movie. She would make plans with a friend. 
she would do something specifically non-work related, Mm. specifically fun every Wednesday at that time. Yes, that is a luxury and not something all of us can do. Yes. Um, She was, you know, someone who did not have children and was a business owner, so she had a little bit of that flexibility to do that. So this is not necessarily possible for everyone. But this could be a once a month standing date yeah. with yourself. And to, it doesn't have to be a museum or no, something extravagant. It could be it could going be, to a coffee shop with a book yes. for an hour. It could it be could, going to the WA to get right, your it, caramel latte. Going to the WA. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so so that concept of putting it on your calendar and no matter what, sticking to that and knowing it's coming, I think, will help you to eventually adapt around it. So you always know that you can't schedule meetings mm-hmm. at this time, on this mm-hmm. date, mm-hmm. or, you know, what, whatever rule you set for yourself. But trying to actually just make that a default event on your calendar is really an interesting concept as well. Yes. And for those of you that have your balance bound planner, because mm-hmm. I see that you've got your yours open here. I Whenever open I would it, plan yeah. my week looking at the balance bound planner and you see that self mm-hmm. row, it's like you gotta look on there like, okay, what's happening for the self this week? Yep. And I also think when you talk about, you know, the Wednesdays or once a month or whatever it is. Really making sure that it's not a should, but it's a want. Like, oh, I should go to museums more. It's like, no, I want to get a pedicure. Yeah. You know, like whatever it is. Right. Like making sure that – because it has to be something that you're really excited about yeah. and that you look forward to and that you really feel like it kind of gives you that jolt. Yeah. Like last uh, – might have been in the spring. I really, really, really wanted to go to – I love the Brandywine River Museum, mm. which is not far from us. And it's just one of my favorite art museums. It's a lot of the work of the Wyeths, if you yes. know them, um, as artists. And they were having a Wayne Tebow exhibit. I believe ah. that's how you pronounce it. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to go to it so bad. And so I made sure to find time on my calendar. I went alone. I enjoyed the exhibit. Ugh. Like I walked through it like twice by myself. <sighs> It was such a lovely day. And if I hadn't planned ahead to get those tickets, I would have let it pass me, get that ticket. I would have let it pass me by and I would have missed that great opportunity. So just, you know, putting yourself in a position to schedule things for yourself ahead of time, knowing that you're going to work around that and you're going to stick to committing to yourself. Yes. Because it's really important. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And I think that it's helpful for an obliger, which, by the way, everybody, I do not believe that Brooke is an obliger. No, we might I have to do a... I think she's an upholder. Mm-hmm. We've talked about the four tendencies for Gretchen. I think we need a redo. Okay, Gretchen, Ruben. Maybe yeah. we need her on the podcast so she can really <sighs> analyze Gretch. me. We need Gretch. you to analyze um, Brooke. So, anywho, I think things like that, like limited time opportunities are great. Like, so, for example, rent. Mm-hmm. That's... A limited time opportunity. Right. You know, so the obliger in me, like that's providing the accountability that I need to be like, well, you got to go now or never kind of thing. Like you can't scooch that. Yeah. So um, I was thinking that these things really need to be, especially now in the September, October period, you really want things to be a hell yes. Yeah. You want it to be like, yes, I don't want to miss this opportunity. This is so great versus like, I think another great strategy in this time is having letting maybe be your default default response whenever anybody asks you to do something or go somewhere so that it's easier to say no later. We've yeah. talked about that before. We have. Where yeah, it's, it's just good like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do drinks on Friday. Instead of that, be like, 
maybe I might be available. Let me get back to you so yeah. that you can like take a beat mm-hmm. and be like, do I want to have drinks on Friday or do I want to be a vegetable on the couch yeah. snuggling? Mm-hmm. And sometimes the couch wins. The couch calls. Yeah. Hey, schedule couch time too. Schedule couch time. Schedule time, time for my shows. Ooh, that yeah. actually brings up a really good point too. The scheduling of, were you the one that introduced me to the Being Boss podcast? I might have. It was years, years ago. Years ago. I'm not sure if it's even still an active podcast. I think it is, okay. but there's only one host now. I think okay. the co-host, they parted ways. Like, it was no longer something that she was working on, but I, but I haven't listened to it okay. recently. Yeah. They introduced me to this concept called the Do Nothing Day, mm. and sometimes you'd need that, you I know, especially, yeah, because my, right now, my weekdays tend to be pretty packed, but my weekends have a fair amount of slack and margin in them. So I think, and a lot of times, especially Sunday mornings tend to be my do nothing time. You know what I'm doing on Sunday morning? Oh, you are watching, watching CBS. CBS I morning. did watch a little bit of it this week. Of course, I missed it this week, but of course you did. Continue. Sorry. I watched a little bit of it this week. Anywho, I think scheduling some do nothing where it's like, there's no bra happening. There's no, maybe not even a brush teeth happening. Ooh. Like you, ooh, oh really? Oh, you gotta brush your teeth. I let some time go in the morning. <laughs> oh I no, mean, that's the first thing I did. <laughs> oh, gross. <laughs> all right, Who all wants right. Morning breath, Amanda. When you drink your coffee from the wa, you gotta. True. Well, when I'm having do nothing, I don't really like a lot of people around me. I'm just doing nothing. I I mean, I can't imagine they would be if you haven't brushed your teeth. Actually, that was my that was my idea for curing COVID at the beginning. I was like, if we all just didn't brush our teeth, none of us would want to be within six feet of each other. There you go. (laughs) Interesting strategy. (laughs) Yeah. Anywho, Anywho. um, scheduling a do nothing day. Yeah. Yeah. Where you just loaf. I love a good rainy day yes. when maybe some sports games or practices are canceled and we don't want to go out because it's rainy and we already have groceries and everything we need and we all camp out and watch a movie. Yeah. Those are the best. Yeah, those but are like the we, best. yeah, we, um, that's something over the summer that we did a lot with the kids while I still end up sleeping in my bed. But Nick and the kids camp out in the living room mm. on Friday nights. And so they we all wa- sleep in the living we room. We all watch a movie together. We set up sleeping bags and that's really they cute. sleep down there. But that's one of those things that it's like if we didn't make the effort, um, and occasionally still Nick or I will have plans on a Friday night or both of us, you know, but we really try to reserve Friday nights for like family nights. So that is something that is built into our schedule. It's our built-in fun, even though it's also built-in relaxation. Yeah, because I feel like Monday mornings I'm toast and Friday nights I'm toast. Yes, catatonic Friday. You know, that's how I feel. Yeah. Yeah. Where you guys do the charcuterie, right? Charcut. And now we, that has translated to like charcut and sleeping bags and mommy and daddy get to sit while the movie plays. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So building those things in is really nice. Yeah. All right. I feel a little bit more relaxed already. Oh, good. I know. All right. Let's take a break. Okay. Let's do it. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show.
Amanda, we are back. We are back in action. Back in action. Sorry, I'm singing again. <laughs> Forgetting loopy. <sighs> I know. Amanda, I am so intrigued. What's sparking joy for you today? <laughs> I am becoming, Brooke, a little bit more of an extreme minimalist. Okay, tell me more. I don't think I would have ever categorized myself as a minimalist. You know, a lot of times people get confused if you're particularly organized or if you're a professional organizer or like me, I'm certified in the KonMari method. And a lot of times people think KonMari is minimalism and it absolutely isn't. KonMari is really just all about determining what sparks joy in your life and letting go of the rest. So if a thousand books spark joy for you, great. If a hundred pairs of jeans spark joy for you, great. Highly doubt that a hundred pairs of jeans but right. You know what I mean? I think it could be minimalism for some people. Correct. Some people could realize, oh, I only have five books that really spark joy that I want to hold on to. But that's not the – there's no rule in terms of Correct. how many items you keep. Right. You're not trying to get to like a desk and a lamp. Mm-hmm. Um, what I am finding though, you know, when I did KonMari the first time, that was a long time ago. That was six years. I feel like the world is very different now. I'm very different now. We've moved – And I just find myself getting overwhelmed with visual inputs. Mm. You know, we've talked before. I think one of my favorite authors, Ryan Holiday, has a chapter in one of his books that's called Limit Your Inputs. And I just felt like there was just stuff everywhere. Yeah. And it was stressing me out. It was making me itch, Mm -hmm. as you've talked about. As you say. And particularly in my bedroom, I... Just there was just stuff everywhere and books and jewelry and perfume and laundry. And it was driving me insane. And I um I'm actually applying to be a TEDx speaker right now, mm-hmm. which is very exciting. I'm in round two on the process. Hopefully the next time we'll record, we record, I'll have good news to share there. But anyway, I was doing some research and watching a lot of other TEDx videos related to you know, clutter and stuff. And I came across one. Um, her name is Rose Lounsbury. I don't think I'm pronouncing that correctly, um, but we'll put it in the show notes. And her her TEDx is titled, How Many Towels Do You Need? And she has a really great TEDx where she talks about, she was doing kind of a minimalist, you know, decluttering of her home. Mm-hmm. And she shared a tidbit that I think we've heard a million times over, but for some reason it just hit me at the right moment in the right way, where she basically talked about if something isn't either beautiful or useful, let it go. And as somebody that has in theory conmarried my house, I started looking around and being like, no, like item by item, this is not beautiful or useful. This is not beautiful or useful. And I just started shedding and shedding and shedding. And now my bedroom has gotten to a place where there's almost nothing on the surfaces. And it feels so good. Mm-hmm. I it, love a good, clean surface. Uh, my Paige is a max, maximalist in yes. her room, and it drives me kind of crazy. I try to let her have her little clusters of collections and things because I, I get, you know, childhood yep, yep, is a little different, but yep. there's nothing I love more than, like, clearing off a dresser. And I'm finding, too, that I don't mind. It's not like I'm just stuffing them all in drawers. Like, I don't mind if my drawers have, you know, plenty of stuff in them or whatever. But it was the surfaces. Mm -hmm. And I was finding that a lot of the things that were on these surface were really not things that were 
beautiful, like beautiful, like they really spark joy or incredibly useful. And so that's been sparking a lot of joy for me is particularly in my bedroom taking, because our house, our new house kind of has this farmhouse feel to mm-hmm. it. And my bed is kind of a farmhousey bed. And so I actually Googled farmhouse bedroom and some of them get way too like Magnolia-esque 17, too far. Yeah. Like I'm talking about, because I my, my grandmother, you know, I grew up on a farm right now and her farmhouse was like a bed and a table, you know, and, yes. and that's kind of like, that's what I'm looking for. Yeah. So yeah, my bedroom is feeling a little bit, not at this exact moment, is it feeling particularly sparse? Okay. But I don't just have a bunch of like jewelry and perfume and books and random stuff. Yeah. I really have to go through the jewelry because I basically wear the same like three pairs of earrings. Yeah. Yeah. I should probably do that. You're motivating me. Yeah. Go a little minimalist in certain categories. So it's very, so it's very, it's related to what we talked about before, which the whole like a slack and margin. I'm feeling more slack and margin in my physical environment. Mm -hmm. Oh, good. Okay. I like that. So it feels a lot calmer, a lot more, you know, yeah, so that's feeling really good I right like now. I like it. White space, if you will. White yeah, space. Yeah, as a designer, that's you're always striving for white space or negative space. Basically, just you don't have to fill up a space to make a design powerful. So it was, you know, something we talked about in design school and just um, as you become a stronger designer, knowing that the white space, the negative space can speak as loudly mm. as the actual designed space. Um, and I love so that because my bedroom is actually mostly white. Mm-hmm. I love a good white comforter. My dressers are white. Mm-hmm. And it's literally creating white space. Mm-hmm. And I like to be in my bedroom. I like to read in there. I, you know, I like to open up the windows. I'm we're next to this beautiful tree so I can open it up and hear the birds chirping. And it's literally creating white space. Mm-hmm. Love it. So that's feeling good. Good. Yeah, I feel like at peace just talking about it. Oh, good. What are you doing to do your future self a favor? So I bought myself a real nice umbrella. Mm. It was not even expensive, but it was one of those things that, you know, we don't often like buy a nice umbrella unless we know that rain is coming or an umbrella we have breaks. But you know, sometimes when you just accumulate umbrellas, you're like, this was free from some promo thing. Yes. This one's a golf umbrella, but it's gigantic and it takes up too much space or whatever. Yes. Or like an umbrella breaks, but you still put it back in your little umbrella bin, whatever, wherever you keep your umbrellas. Umbrella holder? What's umbrella stand? Umbrella stand. Thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, sometimes we would still hold on to them even if they were kind of functional. So maybe a step below good, good enough-ish. A step below good enough-ish. Maybe <laughs> like, yeah. So I had heard someone talking about these umbrellas. They're called Shed Rain Reversible Umbrellas. Okay. And it basically, it opens the opposite way, opens and closes the opposite way a standard umbrella would so that when you close it, it's like capturing the water inside of it oh so you know how when you go inside somewhere after it rains okay. and then your umbrella is all yeah. soaking wet and you have to leave it out to dry so i mean obviously this is not perfect it doesn't dry itself okay but it prevents you from dripping more water than necessary oh i can't picture this yeah right. so and it's got like a curvy like a c-shaped handle i mean it looks like they have a few different variations this shed rain brand i got mine at target shocker 
Um, okay. mine and you're going to put it in the show notes. Yes. Mine is the Shed Rain. Sorry. I don't know why it's specifically for women. This, <laughs> The one that I bought. I don't think I... Shed pH rain balanced rev- for women. Yeah, exactly. Like, so they charge you more? No. This costs the same as the other one. Oh, they have a bunch that say women's. What is up with okay. that? That's weird. How is an umbrella, Brooke? How yeah. is an umbrella for a woman? No. I know. That's silly. I don't think I noticed that when I bought it. But it's Shed Rain Reversible Women's un- Unbelieve Umbrella <laughs> Stick Umbrella. It's quite a name. Quite a mouthful. How much does this item cost? It was $19.99. Okay. And it has like a C-shaped handle, which I kind of like because I think that's easier to hold on to. Yeah. Nick does not prefer it. And that's fine because it's mine. Maybe that's why it's a woman's. Maybe. Yes. <laughs> the men the don't like the C. Okay. Uh, B minus for the, the name. <laughs> <laughs> but... Otherwise, I do like this umbrella and I've gotten a couple compliments on the umbrella. Why is it? What what color is it? It's just black. But just because people see me fold it back up and they're like, oh, Oh, they see the rain is, the water is inside. Dare I say contraption? They see that contraption. Um, So anyway, I bought it for myself when we weren't expecting rain. But the next time we did, I had it. So it's just one of those things. Do your future self a favor. Do a little inventory of your umbrella situation. Get rid of those ones that are less than good enough-ish. Less than good enough-ish. Any that have like the little thing that's broken. um, Or you get frustrated with it when it does rain because it doesn't open or close. Get rid of that. Okay. Get rid of the lemons. Invest in a good umbrella or two. Maybe keep one in your car if you are on the road a lot. So just one of those things. Take some time. Okay. I also recently invested in an umbrella. So I can share the name of mine as well. Is it for women? So actually, I'm going to read the entire name. This is is the name of it on Amazon. Are you ready? I'm ready. Repel umbrella, windproof travel umbrella, wind resistant, small, compact. This is not the description. This is the title. No, but this is what they do on Amazon. Okay, they listen. put it in the title. Compact, light, automatic, strong steel shaft, mini folding and portable, backpack car, purse <laughs> umbrellas for rain, men and women. Wow. <sighs> That's the title. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, I mean... I'm liking ours so far. I did yeah. get three. This one's kind of fun because it's black on the outside, but underneath of it, it's got um, like clouds. Oh, that's fun. That's kind of pretty. Mine did come in like a black exterior, pink interior option. I just got the plain, boring black on black. Mine um, was $29.99, a okay. little bit more of a pricier option, but I did do an online search of best umbrellas. That's what I'll look at the New York Times wire cutter, okay. that, those kind of things. Like, I don't know, some consumer reports something, and this one came highly recommended. Yeah, I think I definitely bought mine off of a recommendation on, um, I think it was G Thanks just bought it, either the podcast or the Facebook group, which is very active and a lot of people recommending things that they love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think someone like recommended it one day and I was just like, yep, I wasn't in the market for an umbrella, but I need one. And I added it to my cart and I've used it several times since then. Mm-hmm. So just get yourself a good umbrella. Get yourself a good umbrella. Yep. All right. This was really fun. All we right. would love to hear from you all about, in, particularly in this busy September, October season, how you add in some margin, some mm-hmm. slack in your life. Do you schedule fun? How yes. regularly? Yes. Um, yeah. How are you feeling? You feeling frazzled? Yeah. Or you, you know, we'd love to hear what's the what's the mood? Yeah. How often do you just like spontaneously text a friend and say, do you want to meet out in 20 minutes or something? Like, mm-hmm. I love those nights. Those yeah. are or days that, you know, you actually both, it's like synergy. You both have yes. a moment 
to connect. Yes. Yeah. All right. So let's hear it. Let's hear it. We'll see y'all soon. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. Email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 484-440-9498 with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. Thanks for listening. Bye.